0: <laughs> yippee, yippee, yippee. Listen, what the hell? What's the
1: title of this thing? No title again? I'm not a little
0: money. Is it rolling, Bob?
2: Yeah, yeah. We had the bell. That means I'm uh, sitting in Sal, front seat, facing backwards, passenger seat. Um, Did a little bit of uh, cleaning up after, well, (laughs) very little. I took the firewood and the kindling box out and put it in the garage, hoping to remember to get them for my next trip. And uh, still haven't made up the bed, and I'll probably just leave it like that for a while. And I've got a big chair that normally goes in the back of the van. That's lying on the floor. And bags. I bought so many snacks, I can't believe it. And I'm afraid to bring them into the house because they'll all get eaten. But then I think, is that that right to leave my snacks in the road trek just for me? I'm not sure. So we'll just leave them there for the time being. Scarborough Dude, uh, coming to you on this Thursday, August the 6th. Um... On another, 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 another gorgeous day here in Scarborough, the weather has been amazing. I mean, it's been hot, but we've got air conditioning in the house, so that's never a problem. Sitting in the road trek with the windows open and the uh, overhead fan on, you know, and the rear windows open a crack, it's always comfortable, always comfortable. I even, um, I had my chair repaired. I don't, probably, it probably didn't make the cut on the uh, last two podcasts I recorded from Awenda Provincial Park, which, by the way, the second one, 802B, um, I think was me at my finest. Now, I'm saying that because, I mean, I won't wait for other people to say that for me, but uh i just felt good about it i'm glad i cut it into two i recorded about an hour and a half when i go away when i'm traveling I, there's always more recording and uh so i was um, smart enough to split it into two and the second one after i'd had a few talks and talked about that um I felt it was, uh, was good listening. I, I, I did what I rarely do. I posted a link on the Canadian Amateur Podcasters page. I very seldom um, promote Dixon Janes on uh, any other outside forums. But this one I felt, yeah, for, if, for an intro, mostly because it was short, well, relatively short 45 minutes or so. Um, so I thought if somebody's going to listen to a Dixon Janes for the first time, that would be a good one. But here we are, back to normal. I had promised this was going to be just a very short intro, and uh, maybe it still will be. Got a jazz station on in the background, which I rarely uh, listen to. It's programmed in on the uh, van radio or the road trek radio. Um, and up until now, the music has just been amazing. Now it's yeah, it's a bit a bit too uh, a bit too racy for me. Uh, you know, these crazy, wild drum solos. But uh, anyway, how are you? How are you, my dear boys and girls out there? Are you um, are you handling COVID-19 as well as I think I am? Because it's just, I boy, it's my age. It's knowing I'm not going back to work anyway. It doesn't make a difference. Uh, the added bonus of having government money coming in every month. Wow, that's kind of nice. Um, and the social isolation. I can deal with it. I'm quite comfortable in my own company. So, and I I'm at home with my wife and son. But, you know, I don't miss going to the bars and socializing. Not yet anyway. Although I will be doing that Saturday. I will actually be heading to Hamilton, Ontario Fortunately I'm getting a ride, that's kind of nice um, And I will be seeing um, Brent and friends Speaking of which, tonight, August 6 There'll be a recording of Gappage. So you may, if you're a regular subscriber to this podcast You probably, there's some overlap with uh, the Gapage uh, podcast And, you know, quite a few of the same listeners so I will pimp that one and uh, see what we come up with. It'll be, uh, I thought, Brent's last chance to podcast before he um, gets married, which is coming up at the end of this month. Just going to uh, feed that out a little bit. Yeah, so uh, things like that. And I'm involved again. I mentioned with the uh, the church group. I, I'm just not keen on... Uh, zoom but for a book study group it's working surprisingly well we've got a team two people who are using the resources of another organization who wanted to uh use the book white fragility to reach a lot of white people who need an awakening about what does it mean to be white or non-white um and i again i'm i'm raving about the writing in that book and how well it's done and how it has impacted my thinking. But what's nice is uh, we have a blog, which I do the blog, but people send me the stuff. I'm not doing any of the writing with the readings for next week and the questions to think about and a summary of the chapter and videos that you can just click on the link and watch it. And that is quite amazing. The videos are wonderful. I, I should post a link here. Um, one of the ones we just watched was just what how isolated is your life look back on your going back in your life if you're white you know who were your teachers who were your, who was your school who were your neighbors who were your friends did you ever go to a wedding when it was when there's anybody other than white people there how about a funeral and and so on and all these things to make you look back at your life and and i boy when i picture mine ah it was an all-white world uh, back then, in the 50s, including, I've mentioned many times, are, are the school I went to Lachine High of the Protestant School Board of Greater Montreal. Keep the Frenchies out, keep the Catholics out. This is for us. That's amazing to think of now, although it still exists to some degree. There's much more integration. There's still a Catholic system, and that should be phased out. There should not be public education that is tied to a religion. That's that's wrong. That's got to change. I don't know when it will change. There's too many votes at stake, so it won't happen here for a long time. But uh, my God, it makes sense. Uh, the same way amalgamation, even though it was forced on us by Mike Harris, uh, there are many instances when that made sense. Uh, everything except the creating the largest school board in North America, which is the Toronto District School Board, too large. Um, And if I was going to morph into a new topic, it would be, oh my God, how I feel for the families who have to decide whether to send their children back to school and how I feel for the teachers who have to risk being exposed to it from all the kids they're faced with and other staff members and may bring it back to their own families at the end of the day. Uh, A terrible situation. Like I, I would, boy, oh boy, I don't know uh it is not an easy thing. CoVID is here and it's not going away and uh, we could just ha I mean it's it, when you look at what's happened in the states are happening uh, and what shouldn't have happened. It is a nightmare. And fortunately, we are have done a better job. I think it's a little easier for us. Canadians are more used to uh, following rules. It is is really fundamental to what Canada is. But still, I mean, it's taking its, taking its victims and, and uh, school, no matter how careful you are, uh, people are going to catch it. And uh, some are going to get sick and some will die. All right, let's park that, We've, we all know. Um, more news, and I think for historical context, I have to mention this. There was an explosion in Lebanon two days ago, I believe, of uh, ammonium nitrate. Tons of it that was unloaded off a Russian freighter, I think around 2012, 2013, put it in a warehouse, and then either forgotten about it or, well, people were saying, hey, this is dangerous, do something about it, court orders and so on, and nobody followed up. And uh, then there was a fire, I think, in an adjoining warehouse. This thing caught, and it was on video. It went off like an atomic bomb. And it's so sad. I mean... Hundreds killed, thousands wounded by flying glass. Like the the force of the explosion just shattered windows everywhere and and brought down buildings and, you know, heavy objects. Uh, Devastation, like a huge um, war zone. And Lebanon has already had so much trouble. And I, I really feel for them. I taught Lebanese students when I returned to Canada, what, 19... 87 to 89 I guess yeah before that was a period I took off from Japan came back with Naoko we settled in Ottawa she registered for classes she was a student in my class at one point and we taught a lot of Lebanese students both Muslim and uh, Catholic and they were the most wonderful people of, uh, with a proud love for their country I, I guess I might have mentioned it sorry a couple of podcasts ago before this happened, when there when there were news reports about the financial ruin and uh, the hardships they're facing, and it's it's sort of been taken over by some religious fanatics, by other countries, foreign influence, and it's like the Lebanese people do not have their own country anymore, and it's terribly sad. This was this was a beautiful country with, uh, uh, you know, now all the food has to be. Imported, it, It's in ruins, and it's it's just so sad. I don't know, you, you know, what is the point of sharing that other than it, it's feeling, I'm feeling it. I just have a, you know, there are some countries you feel for more than others, uh, and that's one of them. I'm going to jump back one more thing to the book on white fragility, uh, because it came up yesterday. Uh, I was saying how good the um, doing it online works, because... As long as you have somebody in control, they can mute everybody <coughs> so you don't get people coughing as I just did into their mics or eating a sandwich or a bowl of soup in front of their microphone, which some people have done. Uh, so you can there's a mute all, which is fine. And then you can show the videos that, okay, you didn't do, you didn't do the homework. We're going to show you the video now. Here it is. Everybody sees it at the same time on the screen. And then with the push of a button, take, we've had, we had, I think, 36 people, maybe with a push of a button, put everybody into groups of six, um, bam. And suddenly you're transferred out of your large group. You're into a group of six people. So there's all the faces and the names, And here's the questions. Okay, start talking, guys. Introduce yourselves. And it's amazing. So I've only gone through two sessions, but both sessions you're with different people. And we have a lot of people who aren't members of our church, who are Americans, actually. So somebody from Florida, somebody from somewhere else, from all over with different perspectives. For them, of course, um, this resonates even more because so much of the book is written about black, black people in the States, basically. And we do not have these exact same issues here by any means. We don't have the same number of people. We don't have a history uh, of slavery. And this isn't to say Canada is fine. We didn't do anything wrong. That's not true. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying our historical context is quite different. But what I found uh, interesting for me, I grew up in Quebec, and that's a very different thing. But... <coughs> I'm sorry. But our cultures were separated. The French and the English were two solitudes. That was the name of a well-known book written by Hugh McLennan back in the 40s, I think. Um, two solitudes, living separate lives. There was the, and, and you got to go through Canadian history, of course, French coming here first. The English finally battled the Plains of Abraham, 1769, was it? Um, when the English finally took over, conquered uh Quebec gave them their rights, the French language, their, uh, their, uh, their laws, their religion, and so on. Anyway, anyway, you don't need that history lesson. But I grew up in Western Lachine. Western Lachine was divided. It, it was just a line you knew. The white people lived on one side, the French on the other. Not the way it is now, but it was then. Uh, Those people who went to Lachine High were middle-class white Canadians, fathers who had decent jobs. And the poorer people, the ones working in the factories and and other jobs, tended to be French Canadians. And they were from 38th Avenue East. They were the ones living in apartment buildings. They were the ones living in houses. When you drove by, I know myself as a child, you know, they go, oh, I don't think I want to live there. I like where I live. You know, in a nice big house. and You get your own bedroom and everything. Wow. Uh, very, very different lifestyles. All that changed in Quebec uh, with the Quiet Revolution, it was called. I've mentioned before the book by Pierre Vallier, White Inwards of America. Uh, uh, yeah, it was. And they felt the French, okay, they, we are equivalent to the black people in this thing. And that's an analogy a lot of people, especially people from Alberta, B.C., who didn't grow up... In this situation, don't see, don't understand. But I was very aware of how privileged, how white the English were. That's the point I'm getting to. How we lived. We had the predominant language, even though Quebec was 80 uh, percent Quebecois. We, you just turned on your TV, and you there were French channels, but you you got your CBC, and you got all your American channels, all your movies. All our culture, all the radio, everything was English, English, English. Now, of course, it was too American. I grew up with Davy Crockett, Daniel Boone, Walt Disney. Um, but it was a world that was the normal world for me. So when I'm reading the book "White Fragility" about you know the why it's so hard to talk about racism, I have an understanding that comes with the separation economic separation, but also political, uh, cultural, you know, language-wise, all these other ways between the French and the English. And uh, so it, it's resonating with me in a different, and you know, I find, quite, a, quite an interesting way. So I just wanted to share that with you because I felt that's an insight I have. Do you have that one? Perhaps not. The same way when I'm in these groups of six, I'm getting the stories, the ideas, tell tell the story of what was it like when you grew up. And it is interesting to have the time for somebody to give a good five, five-minute-plus rundown of their childhood, where they grew up, what it was like, did they have any black friends. Uh, and, of course, each person is different. And so the people you mix with, next week I'll get on, I'll be assigned randomly a different group of six. There might be some overlap, there might be... Uh, might be all different people, but it's very, very interesting. So there you go. There's my update. Uh still feeling in a very positive mind, frame of mind, that trip to Awenda, going away for two days did me the world of good. Only complaint I've got is that knee that I fell on out of stupidity for wearing crocs to go grocery shopping. Uh, is really still hurting, and I've, I've slowed down even further in my walking. It's become more of a problem, and that's not good. I should be moving the opposite direction. I've just given myself a major setback, but hey, life goes on. I'm uh, not in a coma. I'm not being uh, ventilated. Scarborough dude, going to get back to my books, so uh, stay tuned. There's a lot more coming. Bye for now. I was.
3: Born- i a boomerang shack Just a little shanty by the railroad track Freight train whistle taught me how to cry Humble oh, of the the driver's in my lullaby I got the freight train blues <laughs> Oh, Lordy, mama, my in the bottom of my rambling shoes <laughs> I want the whistle blows I got to go, oh, baby, don't you know It looks like I'm never gonna lose a freight train blues Well, my daddy was a farmer and my mama, here yeah, she was the only daughter of the engineer. My sweetheart loved a breakman and it ain't no joke. It's a shame the way she keeps good men broke. I got the freight train blue Mama, got him in the bottom of my rambling shoes. So oh, when the whistle blows, I get to go. Oh, mama, don't you know? Well, it looks like I'm never gonna lose a freight train blues. Well, the only thing to make me laugh again is a southbound whistle on the southbound train. Every place I wanna go, I never can go because you know I got the freight train blues. Oh, Lordy Mama, got him in the bottom of my.
2: All right, we got the bell put that away now, that goes back in the glove compartment of the uh, little Toyota. It's a beat-up old car. It's got a hubcap on one wheel. A broken one at that, and the other three are missing. And uh, I'm fine with that. This is just a beat-up get-around-the-city car. Although, I'm not in the city now. I got out podcasting probably from a new place, Markham. Markham. That is just uh, north of uh, Scarborough. And I'm here on an errand. I had two things to do today. One was pick up these uh, alcohol-based wipes that are of a a good quality from a special lab uh, as a favor for uh, Brent and Brandy, and of course I will do that for their wedding. They are covering all the bases, my God. And uh, anyway, this place didn't deliver, but uh, they knew Scarborough was not that far from Markham, you know. Thirty-minute drive, a little less than that, and the easy drive too, all the way up Birchmount, and you're almost there. Uh, So, anyway, I pulled in, easy to find, uh, especially using an iPhone. And I'm parked under a really nice old pine tree. There's a fir tree beside, two different kinds. No, I guess they're well, they're evergreens. This one looks like it would have pine cones. Oh, it does. Yeah, they're all over the place. So, yeah, was a pine tree. It's a bit of beat-up old thing, but it's nice. It gives shade. It was the one spot that was open directly in front of Unit 4 where this little uh, company is based. And it was like inviting me, hey, park here. And uh, a guy will come out and put the things in the in your trunk, and that's done. And on the way home, I noticed I passed a very big TNT. And uh, if you're not from here, you might not know that's the sort of a, an Asian, mainly Chinese, but things from all over Asia. Grocery store, chain, they are fabulous. When they first opened here, we were all, wow, this is so good. You can get everything here. Um, super clean, uh, very efficient, very well run, you know. And and sometimes, you know, sometimes you might go into a Chinese run or some other kind of place. Uh, very ethnic, and there's a real smell when you get past the fish department or even the chicken. And uh, uh, this place, these places, they're just fabulous. Now, often they have prepared food too, ready for takeout. So you can buy stuff. Oh, those look good. I'll get get that package. So, uh, anyway, that's on the way home. And that would take care of my second problem. They could get something for supper. So, yeah, that's a no-brainer. So, uh, thanks, Brent and Brandy, for sending me on an errand. And I get two things off the list. Tomorrow's a double day. I've got to have my... uh, Consult with my doctor. I want him to refer me to an ear specialist because, my God, the hearing is... Oh, it's I'm really noticing a deterioration. And then I, I seem to have a flap in my left ear that gets stuck, and I'm just I'm hearing 20%. Uh, it's awful. But I, I want to know before I get these high-tech earrings, ear- earrings, ears, you know, hearing aids, that um, there's not any other issues that should be dealt with, you know. And, and is it at all possibly connected to my lack of balance like for me to bend over to put food in the cat dish i've got to steady myself like i'll say whoa, whoa whoa, whoa, i'm wobbling forward like gonna fall it's just like something that's too top heavy and you're just gonna go over so it's constant being aware now i know there's a when i when this first came and i went for physio there were things that i probably should have done every day to train the brain but once to you know to stop overcompensating or whatever, or to build up trust. But once I had the knee surgery, all my... And what little juice I had set aside for exercise goes to my knee, which I do about, you know, half an hour every day of strengthening that leg um, and bending it. So there hasn't been any time that I've made for all the other things I should do. Hey! We got a compliment for uh, the Gapage. I put out the Gapage. I guess I maybe mentioned I was going to. We recorded it Thursday, and somebody said, great episode, or excellent. It might have even been an excellent, you know. Wow. So uh, thank you very much. Anybody else want to listen? And, uh, yeah, you don't have to send feedback, but it is always nice when you do hear that, hey, somebody enjoyed listening to uh, Ken and Brent. Chatting with each other Like old friends Oh yeah And of course since that time Saturday I had my very first outing um, You know Without The social distancing Like actually sitting outside On a patio Not wearing masks And boy I was afraid of that The night before I was having second thoughts Oh This This might be a mistake And uh, Oh I was just Man Anxiety levels I used to want to think I was just cool and chill and you know, a Fonz type. Hey, nothing's gonna faze me, man. I'm just cool. And I'm not. I'm I'm up and nervous and I, I, I I've I probably mentioned that just recently. But it's still in my mind. And so the night before that I was thinking, Oh, is there a way out of this? No, I don't think so. But then when I went as as I knew, even though I have those thoughts, I know, hey, hey, these are just thoughts now. Um I allowed myself to get depressed again, to to just go down, you know, into that darkness a little bit. And uh, anyway, forced myself, said, no, get the hell out of here. Go watch some TV, do something. And um, and don't don't just lie in the dark feeling miserable. So, uh, yeah. I went and it was a great time. uh, Different friends of Brent showed up, people I didn't know, some people I did know. And uh, also got to know a person called Kim, who is a very big part of Brent's life. And she is an absolutely wonderful person. And I'm just delighted. We, we clicked immediately. And it's really nice when you meet somebody and there's no strain or no, okay, what are the limits? What are the boundaries here, you know? You know, what person do I have to be for this person? Or is there an outside chance I could just be myself as I am now? And that's exactly the way it was. And I like to think it was that way for both of us. So that was delightful. Not only that, oh my God, she drove me to the bar and to my home. picked me up, drove me there, drove me back uh, in a very nice BMW, by the way. But that's an aside, just a nice drive. And this is a person who knows how to drive. And uh, that's always fun, too. And loves driving. Uh, an independent spirit. And uh, boy, oh boy, is it, it's exciting when you meet somebody like that in your life. So uh, she's part of the uh, the wedding, part of the uh, groom's side. So um, I'll be certainly be seeing more of her at the wedding, which comes up at the end of the month. And maybe sometime before then, a rehearsal or something. So that people know where they're supposed to be standing at any given time, ooh, those are the things that'll make me nervous. That'll be another night before. Oh my god! But uh, no, it went well, and I did give a, an impromptu speech, um, and uh, at the um, at Radius, the bar we were at, and I think that went over well. I felt comfortable about it. I had to be spontaneous because it was Brent I was dealing with, um, and uh, yeah. So there you go. So that's a, that's kind of an update on where we are. Uh, Go back and listen to that episode of... uh, It was Bye Bye Bachelor Brent, episode number 54, I believe. And, um, yeah. All right. I guess I'm going to leave there. This is just a parking lot. I mean, it's not the most glorious place to podcast from. But uh, the shade invited me. The shade under a tree. And I thought, hey, 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 hey. There's a perfectly good place to get started. So let me see now if I go to TNT and see if I can find some uh, good food. Yeah. All right. Next on the list. Buy a for now. Oh, oh, oh! I already put the bell away. Ding, ding, ding. ding.
1: So Off the soles right off of my shoes. Don't know why I love a soul. That gallon mile is down the road, down the road, down the road. I've got a sugar baby down the road, down the road, down the road.
2: I've got a sugar baby down the road. Check, check, checking in, checking in, checking in. Uh, chicken in the oven, chicken in the oven. All right. Enough of that. I'm here. Thompson Memorial Park. I usually just say Thompson Park, but officially it's Thompson Memorial Park, in memory of the Thompson family, the first white settlers. Ah, which ties into uh, something I was going to talk about um, later on, once I got warmed up, but I may as well get into it. Since we've used the word I'm hearing through certain friends, or a friend, Um, reference to white people as settlers. And, uh, (laughs) of course, I understand it. Uh, The same way I understand cisgender. But... I'm not going to use that term to refer to myself. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm just. This is who I am, and I know that's what they warn you about in the book on white privilege. I've just read the part. Yeah, you don't have to think about being white because that's the dominant culture. That's the part of how the uh, white supremacy works. You don't think about it. It's the norm. So by me, you know, I won't. I won't even use the word straight. I'm or whatever. I'm just. I'm Ken, I'm heterosexual, I guess that's it. I mean, if I had to put a label, if there was a check mark on a list, you know, you're filling out a survey, you know, you might win the next million dollar lottery if you check all these boxes and uh but I guess new versions, it'd be complaints, and so the new versions would have cisgender and of course then you do race and everything else now where would you get to where would the settler box be well are you aboriginal or settler (laughs) i laugh and i know of course a lot of people it's not funny uh but i'm just i'm just not there yet no i'm not a settler my ancestors i'm proud of my ancestors the uh the first john bowl who came over to this country and uh with his farms, I've I've got the dates and everything. It was the 1800s, settled in Pembroke and the Ottawa River. Settled, yeah, because he was a settler. And I did look up the term, just to be sure. I wasn't going to uh, make any mistakes on this thing, that um, settlers are uh, people who come to a new land, and, of course, they settle. But it did imply, certainly in one of the versions... Hang on, I've got it right here. It did imply that they were settling on land that was already... <laughs> oh, it's not funny. It's not funny. Already occupied. Uh, a settler is a person who moves to a new place with the intention to stay there. Mm-hmm, that's for sure. Uh, my grandfather was, too, on my mother's side. He was a settler. He came to Vancouver Island uh, and settled in 1910. But sadly, went back for World War One and uh, was never the same colonial America was built by settlers who came mainly from England settlers often think of themselves as being the first people to live in an area, although through history settlers moved to places already inhabited by native people, so there you go so I guess the correct term now, I guess depending on the reference if you're going in support of uh, people who are protesting about uh, the settlers modern people taking their land, then you'd refer to the white people as settlers. but I don't know if that's really gonna catch on. We'll see we'll see. Um, my son would scold me about this my Vancouver' son would would uh, you know dad, you gotta get with the new terminology, but it just feels I don't I, I was born here. I don't feel a settler and and I wouldn't I would have made a terrible settler. I would have been a a town drunk maybe. Uh, no, I would have found some Weasley way, maybe. That'd yeah, be nice working in what, the, uh, the... Not not the hardware store, I don't know enough. Not practical enough. Not the fine linen store. Uh, no. I a mean, general store. Yeah, I'd like to be in the general store. A clerk. Wouldn't be the owner. Clerk. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so now it's funny Well, now I'm in a better mood So thank you for that Because I was not uh, In fact, I just tweeted before doing this I've got to I don't know what I'm, I'm podcasting to find out what kind of a mood I'm in Because I didn't know until I turned this thing on And now I'm in a much better mood I've just come from the doctor, from the hospital actually From the technician really Who did the ultrasound on my wrist And uh, the conclusion was well Don't see anything unusual Uh, This is the one that should have been done in March When I had a very severe case of uh, Carpal tunnel syndrome And then of course SARS came along Not SARS, uh, COVID-19 came along And uh, Only emergencies were Being dealt with So now they rescheduled. She said, go ahead and have it anyway, just in case you get it again. So uh, the results will go to the doctor, my neurologist, who's referring me. I may have mentioned to another neurologist, which is good. And then this morning, so that was the afternoon. This morning was the um, call, you know, the phone check-ins with your family doctor. And by chance, it was quite wonderful. I got the resident doctor, the same one who drained 40 cc's from my knee and he remembered he said oh hi um ken i'm uh, don't know if you remember but i'm the doctor who uh who um did your knee and like he was sort of new as a resident and we talked about it after and he said did you get any feedback about that and i said well my own doctor wouldn't do it um, he said, yeah, you know, as a resident, you're not sure, but your instincts, he said, my instincts told me that's what you needed. And it was it made the world of difference. If there, there would have been a podcast recorded around then when my knee was just in excruciating pain, I could hardly walk. And this guy took these needles and filled up four vials with vial liquid. Uh, anyway, uh, it was him again. Ned, such a pleasant young man and just wonderful and I said, look, I'm, uh, I'm at the point where I need hearing aids. So uh, thank you, uh, Rob, in uh, northern Thailand for the very clear reminder, hey, don't make a big fucking fuss about it. Just get the hearing aids, you know. It's better than being at a at a gathering, like in a bar, and you can't hear people. And it's quite funny because on Saturday, the person sitting diagonally from me was looking right at me talking, and I wasn't hearing a word. I just I made the right smiles, echoed his facial expressions, and that was it. But uh, I had no idea what he said. <laughs> and, and I've sort of got used to it, but that's not the way to go through life. And I've said the same about church, that you don't hear people beside you or behind you or something. So that's coming, but I did not want to go to a place selling hearing aids without first seeing an ENT specialist who could have a look. Because definitely something is weird about my left ear, like I'm getting 20% volume out of that. This, I, I know I'm repeating myself. Uh, so anyway, uh, so he's going to set that up, and th- and that's good. So I guess in that sense, productive day, my God, you know, almost back to normal here of uh, being, being able to go into the hospital. Boy, was that ever thorough, though. You know, you wash your hands, check in here, and you get a sticker. You've seen the first lady. You go to the next group. Okay, you've checked in here. Yeah, you're on the list. Okay, go down there to actually check in okay now go up to the department and check in so there were like four check-ins before you see see the guy who uh, you're supposed to to do the actual work uh, but better safe that way and the clear sign no visitors you know there are a couple of exceptions but generally speaking no and everybody everybody of course fully masked that was really bad i put on one a new one my wife had given me and my god it was hard to breathe through it and glasses fogging up much too thick for me and uh, fortunately i had a spare in my bag and i switched it because you know you're almost going on for two hours of being muffled like that uh and i don't find it easy being a being a, uh, a mouth breather uh i found it very very uncomfortable but anyway that's done Okay so was there anything else uh, on the list that we had to get through no just to just to check in uh, tomorrow's wednesday that's traditionally when i put out the podcast i've uh, i've up until now i've recorded 30 minutes worth so uh, we'll see what we get done today and uh, who knows i'm not on a tight schedule but I just never like to get ahead of myself. That's why I did an A and B of uh, podcasting 802 from uh, Awenda Provincial Park. Too much material. I was able to put in two podcasts in a week, but they were shorter than your usual hour. Well, you know all that if you've been listening. I got to line up another um, excursion, I guess. I really do want to go to Ottawa and see my family, so I better start checking in and finding out what's going to be what's a good time... To actually make a visit And are they up for it I know my sister is Don't know about my niece Okay By God Is there anything else It's a glorious day Another one Just I mean this has been Weather wise The most beautiful summer I can remember in a long time Um, Absolutely gorgeous I mean people will complain About the heat But hey You got to complain? Sure, go ahead. But uh, right now is uh, a nice cloudy, you know, covering and a bit of a breeze, and that makes it very pleasant. Did I say it was August 11th, Tuesday? Maybe I did. I was thinking about uh, Centennial College, where I used to teach, and how now at age 72, I couldn't do that anymore. Oh, I know what happened, and I know why today was so bad. For starters, I was at home Just getting into um, What's it, the uh, Not the Angry Wives The uh, Ex-Wives Club, whatever it is The one with Goldie Hawn and uh, Bette Midler And uh, Diane Keaton Ex-Wives, I guess Um, I've watched a couple of Goldie Hawn films And I really like them And it's just so odd that of the time You know, 69 to 72 Those of that era I really hadn't seen her pictures. So saw Cactus Flower and Butterflies are uh, free. And enjoyed them both. Both theater-type productions, right? You could see them as stage plays. But um, anyway, my wife came down and said, um, Can you help me? And uh, right away, I Oh, because she's handing me this Windows machine. And I, I can't even. It's got a trackpad. There's no mouse i've given the mouse before and i i can't find my way i can't i don't i can't use the space bar to control you know use it to control it just doesn't work for me so i can't do anything you know open this close this i can't do it i I don't know my fingers aren't going you know nothing to do with the, the lack of sensation in those two fingers the leftover from uh the uh, carpal tunnel but i just I, I don't know i mean she's she's meanwhile she's online she's going through um i guess a zoom talk following this uh program and there's audio with it and there's no audio and there's no audio on this computer that the one that gave her at work and I'm thinking, okay, well, all right, well, I don't know. Well, the easiest thing, I'll just I'll just go get, I've got uh, earbuds or uh, earphones. I'll just plug those in. Well, there's two jacks. Neither of them are marked. And you plug in either of those two, and you get a, a caution that microphone can't hear microphone or something like microphone not working. Well, isn't one of those an audio jack? And then I check the whole computer top to bottom. There's no other place to put in, to plug in, headphones so you know and, and it's windows and i and i i know if i'd had a half an hour alone i might have come up with a solution but meanwhile this program is going and she's sitting there and i'm thinking why did you why did you allow this to happen why didn't you prepare as i do before going on a zoom call like 15 minutes in advance to make sure you're lined up you're checked in everything is working test mic test audio but she doesn't have those that computer know-how at all and so i just got frustrated and, and like i i can't i can't i don't know what i you know i can't help i don't and then she just gets boom the stress levels go well never mind no i don't want to bother you no never mind you know and it just escalates and it happens every time you've heard this exact same story on this podcast before and then I feel just terrible. Well, why, why can't I just nicely, quietly, calmly help her? But I can't anyway because it's a stupid fucking broken windows machine. And I, it's beyond me. And then I feel, God, I can't do anything here. And, and, oh, it just becomes so stressful for both of us. It's ridiculous that it, it gets to this point. And it, it just happens. It's in an instant. And then it's over. And, and the worst part of it, it's not the incident itself. It's the back, oh, never mind. Well, it doesn't matter. And and that's when it gets more difficult. So, oh, God damn. And, and it, You know? So that made me think about Centennial. I could not handle... I mean, there were times when I was teaching and there was absolutely no audio. And you needed it. And you'd phone the tech department and they'd try this, do this, and eventually sometimes send somebody in and the guy would explain, no, okay, you know I see the problem, it wasn't your fault it wasn't that I was just incompetent but uh, I thought, oh my god, to be doing that now at new systems or well, of course they're not even teaching now in school, but to be learning all the new things you had to learn the systems, it was I, I was barely able to keep up when I quit a few years ago I don't know how long ago was it now, at least three years? Um, That I just simply could not join, rejoin today and get back in. And, and that's just another reminder. Now you've gotten older and your, your capabilities are, are are lessening, man. There are more things you can't do. And that's just, it's just not a nice, pleasant feeling. You, you, so you got to find things. Well, what can I do? Well, you can podcast. Yeah, but even that? <laughs> Anyway, God, sorry I got about that. And I may as well, well go all the way backwards, you know, starting with the shower. Although, no, the shower came after that, I think. Um, I cannot have that shower without thinking of torture, like concentration camps. Part of it is I've 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 started watching War and Remembrance. Um, and what was the other one? Was it The, the, the Roads to War or... The, the series beforehand. You see, I can't even remember that. Warren remembers just the second series. And of course, I'm watching it because uh, Robert Mitchum has got a part in it. But I've, I've, there are other great character actors. Um, and I mean, it's an excellent story. And there's real scenes from the war. But you get pulled into the war. You're watching this, and here's this, this elderly Jewish writer and his niece trying to escape Italy during the war. And they just can't. And uh, the only way out is uh, if he There's propaganda showing the war is ridiculous and it's not, you know. And, and sort of coming, doing pro-German propaganda on the radio by by this highly esteemed Jewish intellectual, and of course he refuses, and they got to stall for time anyway. Anyway, you, you probably everybody listening to this podcast who cares? We'll have seen it anyway. But the demonstration of, for, um was it, Goebbels? Or uh, Gehring, I guess, of the um, <sighs> disposal of the trains coming in to Auschwitz from start to finish. Off the train, you're going to be louse now into the showers and of course they're gassed and then out the back door and uh you know what do you do with the bodies they just this big pit they're thrown into we need crematoriums all right you have to go ahead get all the materials you need for crematoriums we've got to speed up this process and it, it's it's real and you're watching that and you you it does something to your head you you can't you can't think, oh, yeah, this is a movie. There's Arnold Schwarzenegger dressed up as a superhero, super cop, come back from the future to kill somebody. No, this is history. This is what happened. And th- those individuals, and, of course, the movie is so well done, they'll focus on an individual, a little girl in, in terror as her mother picks a little flower to hold and comfort her. And, of course, the final scene of the dead bodies is that little girl still with a flower in her hand. Uh, it hurts, it, 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 it chills And it's sort of like the, There's a switch that we, I don't want to think about those things I don't want to think about the horror I don't want to think about the true reality Of life on this planet Of what humans are doing to other humans I don't, I don't want to think about that You have to think about that You have to know You cannot escape that That's the other voice And so in the shower Adjusting I've mentioned this many times, and I'm I'm just saying it to get it out of my system again, to get that water just perfectly right, and knowing the alternatives, freezing cold, the scalding hot, and or the cyclone B gas. God damn it, hey, Like who would want to listen to this? But I. But these are the, these are the things that make up a day. And it's only, it's, it is always that time during the shower. Uh, and it's, it's not that I'm a twisted, sick, warped individual. I, but I, I mean, I, 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 would, I would argue there is something to do with the age. Like I remember, before I really fully understood, hearing on the radio, they've captured El, uh, uh, Adolf Eichmann, not Adolf, uh, oh, it was Eichmann and it was a thing and you had to know well, who was this Eichmann, why Why were they after him what did he do and so you, the stories in, in the 1950s I, mean, I guess I would have, been, would have been living in the sheen from 1958 on would have been 10 years old on and would have been hearing about these things <sighs> and of course children today hear so much more and see so much more and it's, it's so much crueler and I, I just fear for the the generation growing up who've been exposed to hardcore porn And all the other atrocities, the murders the, the, the things that you can see on the internet if you choose to And sometimes when you choose not to But it's there My own children, what they've experienced, seen And how that will warp your mind And, and, and twist your outlook on life And, and hurt you, cause you pain There's no end to this. There's no way out. I mean, there's no... Oh, okay, now we'll just... Let's, let's talk about scones. Um, I don't know that there's even any solution. The, the world can only get worse before it gets better. Um, I've been listening about, of course, the evangelists, in, in the, the Trump supporters that make America you know, basically a white Christian country at the exclusion of everybody else who would be secondary citizens. Oh, God, this is awful. I'm sorry. I'll, I'm, I, I've given this to you. I, I wish I could just... I'll put in a song. It's the best I can do now. And ask your forgiveness. <sighs> Catch you later. Nobody had it.
0: Don't mess with me Don't hurt my babies I'll come for you You'll find Think